Smatch the 25 picks edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play Underdog's Pick'em for a chance to win 100x promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com for a 100% deposit match. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Enter their free Daytona 500 contest for a chance to win $100 cash and a $100 SGPN gift card at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Daytona. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is uh, Wednesday, or oh, it's the 14th of February, Barry. It's the old Valentine's Day. Um, and we are here to have a little look around what happened in the Champions League and the AFL. Plenty of winners, great stuff in the last couple of nights. And we've got a full match day uh, in the Premier League. Uh, game 25, match day 25 over the weekend. Joining us from Nottingham is Mr Barry Penaluna. Baz, how are you? Evening, Malcolm. Um, I'm sat here on mute whilst the little child mooches around the kitchen making lots of noise. Um, so I told her to hurry up and buzz off. She's grabbing Ben and Jerry's ice cream at this time of night. 10 o'clock at night. School night, Baz, as well. Well, it's not a school night up here. We're on my holidays, Malcolm. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, different well, time. Well, next week. Yeah, she's she's living the life of Riley because uh, we're on my holidays. The big ones are away skiing. She's in Switzerland. Uh, so the little one's just doing what she likes for a week, basically. Give a free rain. Nice. Um, Valentine's Day, Baz. I haven't interrupted you uh, eating oysters off your lass's bum or anything like that. Nothing going on. No, nothing going on. We spent the night travelling back from Newcastle. Um, basically three hours on the on the M1, heading back from Newcastle tonight. We got back about an hour or so ago. Uh, so no, all all um, Valentine's um, shenanigans have been postponed. Might have a nice meal at the weekend. I've bought a big whole fillet steak, a three and a half kilo um, whole oh. fillet of beef. Um, which will uh, definitely get cooked up somehow at the weekend with with some other stuff. So, I all Valentine's a Valentine, Day. Valentine's poem bars. If you're interested, oh, for go yeah, yeah. Roses are red, violets are blue, Mansfield nine, Harrogate two. That was good, wasn't it? Last night, that was a nice. fun one. Enjoyed that. Yeah, um, yeah we should have really taken the over ten and a half goals. Like I am. Um, I wanted to find some flowers tied to a lamppost just on the corner. Uh, they're always they're just they're there quite regularly, but it's just free flowers. So that sorted me out for Valentine's Day. Everything under control. And Barry, I think it's about time we talked about my new hat. It's got a propeller on it. Boss, look at that. Go on. Courtney likes it. I've wanted one of these for ages, Baz. 
You, uh, just before we started, the first, you didn't even say hello to me. The first three words you said to me were fucking grow up for the first three words. That's a bit strong, Baz. Yeah, I'm just not having it. I don't know what you're talking about with a silly hat in your head for. Well, all I've complained about is it being windy, haven't I, for the last three months. Now, I can't wait for it to be windy. The minute we get a windy day, Baz, I'm going to be straight out there. It's going to be whizzing round like nobody's business. Um, yeah, Courtney likes my hat. Courtney was second in the chat behind Michael. Uh, Lee Smith, Burnley fan. Lee cashed a few tickets this week with us, I think. Uh, message last night, so we'll go through those in uh, in a little minute. And Pat Foster, Pat, Pat, how you doing? Sound of the suburbs. Uh, get involved with Pat and his podcast. But yes, Baz, I mean, it's only 48 hours since we last spoke. I feel like we've just gone from one podcast straight into the next one. But in those 48 hours, Baz, I went five out of six. I was um, I was one Munich goal away from a clean sweep. They had 19 shots tonight, although zero of them were on target. Um, so, yeah, one Munich goal away from six out of six. Um, hit clean sweep on Tuesday. Leicester on the handicap, which was unbelievable price. Like um, they only won two 0 but they had it wrapped up by half time. Uh, City Copenhagen over three and a half at eleven to eight did give out the three one correct score, and then Madrid to win on the money line six to five, and then we backed it up tonight with a double delight of Huddersfield beating Sunderland at thirteen to five plus two sixty. Uh, PSG under two and a half, which I think between us we absolutely handicapped to death, Barry. And both teams to score, Lazio Munich is the one that's let me down. So six units turned into 12 units. Um, so great stuff for me. And you hit bits and bobs, but the talking point, Baz, was your AFL Acker. Yeah, so, well, I don't know, right, on the Champions League as well, really four picks in the Champions League, two from four, but good plus price winner, six to five for Madrid money line, and seven to four for Paris Saint-Germain to win by two or more. Actually went off at two to one tonight. Uh, so I was delighted with that. Um, but the AFL Acker, over two and a half goals in those three games was at four to one. We could have cashed the over three and a half. All of them went over 3.5 goals. Um, so that cruised in nice and easy. Um, so, yeah, some really good stuff this week. Only you know five picks put out, three winners, but with a four to one accumulator in there, a seven to four and a six to five. Um, a good, positive week um, of Champions League and AFL stuff. Yeah, it was actually my the shortest price pick of my six that let me down. Uh, three to four shot that both teams to score. Everything else was plus money. So far, oh sorry, PSG were the shade of odds on the under, uh, but four plus money picks from those five winners. Yeah, I mean and the short. You mentioned the PSG game. We couldn't have. There was only one result which was going to cash us yeah. both a winner tonight, and that was a two nil because uh, I took PSG on the handicap and you took the under two and a half, and you said at the time. Let's have a 2-0. And sure enough, we did. Yeah. It was the only result that could hit for both of us. Um, so it was just one of those weeks where everything, uh, or, or almost everything, went very, very well. If, um, if I feel slightly distracted, Baz, um, we had sciences on the telly tonight. I was watching right. Sex in the City on Monday. Well, we had sciences on. And all, what's her name? Kelly LeBrock. Um, different species, Baz, isn't she? So, yes, is a... Uh, I'm looking at her rather than looking at you, which is quite understandable on this Valentine's evening. Uh, Zach has joined us. Zach's into the hat as well. That's two up votes for the hat, Barry. Uh, Lloyd O's had a 9-1 to tonight. Got lucky, which is good. Captain Sano, uh, 
joining us as well. Big fan of Weird Science. Aye, aye, Captain. How are you? Um, nearly baseball type, Captain. MLB show will be starting maybe next week. Uh, divisional previews and stuff. Uh, so go and subscribe to the MLB Gambling Podcast while you're listening to this rubbish. Um, and we will entertain you all summer long. Um, so, yeah, that's that done. Premier League again this weekend then, Baz. Uh, I looked at the card. Last week when we handicapped the card, it was quite a like underwhelming card. There's no real big games. Is there? There's no relegation six-pointers. And literally, there's no sort of big games at the top. Um, there's sort of three or four, two to one or shorter. So, what did you make of the uh, of this week's slate, Baz? Are you feeling it? Uh, yeah, there was nothing jumped off immediately. Um, a lot of leans towards goals in one way or another, just because of what we've seen over the last few weeks. Um, as I said last week, the other one and a half hit in every game. Only two of the games didn't hit the over two and a half. So I've got a lot of leans to, to goals and, and over you know team totals, uh, over three and a half even in, in some games. Um, but yeah, nothing really jumped out massively. I think there was... You know, one or two games where I found it a little easier than others to, to lean somewhere. But others, it was a tricky, tricky card to get stuck into. I should say, whether I can read my notes on any of these, I've done it all whilst uh, driving. Well, not whilst driving, but whilst being driven down the M1 tonight. So uh, three hours of of studying on the road, but um, lots of mistyped notes here. So it might be a bit of bit of jog, a bit of gobbledygook thrown out at some point. Yeah, there you go. Um... Koisty joined us in the chat. There was some madness in Scotland tonight, Koisty. Rangers got the win, fell one goal short of um, going top of the league. But the madness, Neil Warnock was having a madness in uh, Aberdeen v Motherwell. Motherwell were 3-0 up after 20 minutes. All the Aberdeen fans were going mad. Warnock makes a change after half an hour, which you never see. The bloke he brought on scored within 30 seconds, then scored again. And they got back to for, to a 3-3 draw. So Neil Warnock was uh, working his magic up in Aberdeen tonight. Um, do you want me to tell you the story I've been threatening to tell you for three weeks, Baz, about Toaster? Yes, let's go. Right, OK. So it was... Um, I was driving all the way to Toaster with my mate, Matt, who runs the casino business. Um, Matt is a very nice man. We're OK. We've worked together hundreds of times. We've been friends several years. He's a very, very boring man, Barry. He's dull. Our thing is, our shtick is we've got nothing in common. We have absolutely nothing in common. Um, if he comes to pick me up, by the time we get to the end of the street, we're just looking at each other. Like, literally, I want to talk about football and betting. He wants to talk about residence parking permits and how to fix his boiler and stuff like that. We've literally got nothing in common. Um, so it was the FA Cup uh, day. It was the West Brom Wolves day, Newport Man's. Uh, Newport Man United and I think Liverpool Norwich. So I was quite happy listening to the football all day um, when we read you on, but we're chatting, chatting, chatting. And then, Barry, what happened was he took... So I think if you have general chit-chat, and you know this, if we sit in the pub, you've got pretty much a story for every occasion, whatever you're talking about, even if you drive past a road sign or something, you've got a little tale to tell about it, something, you know, just one of those skills of having pub banter. And... Um, he told a story to me, but it was one of my stories, Buzz, that I've told to him. <laughs> but I didn't really, I didn't have the heart to sort of pull him up about it. Now, it wasn't a great story either. Let's not get this wrong. I wouldn't open with it on Letterman. Like, it involved a blue inhaler, a Kit Kat wrapper, and the number 10 bus, right? And that was 
it was just a little throwaway story. But I mean, he, could it could he, it be a coincidence that you know maybe he's experienced the same same scenario? He might, well, that is the only other option is that he um the exact same things happened to him. But Baz, the kid's got no crack, so I mean it's just remarkable. But I had to I had to just roll with it, and now it's gone, and I can't pull him back. So I wonder if he's doing that. He might be out and about now, like telling my stories to all and sundry, Baz. <laughs> and claiming all the credit. I mean, to be claiming fair, all the... <laughs> I don't know what credit yeah. he gets for any of the shit you come out with, to be fair. No, so... I know, 100%, yeah. But that's what I mean. How cracked does your own, how bad does your own crack have to be if you're recycling my crack? <laughs> I think that he doesn't listen to the podcast. Oh, he yeah, absolutely doesn't listen to the podcast, no. Pass like him brooling round in one of these hats, Baz. This summer, I'll know what's going on. Stealing my identity, Barry. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, if you're Captain Insane, we'll there's no honour in stealing the stories. Remember, uh, you won't remember, Baz, it's Seinfeld. Uh, Kramer sells all his stories to Jay Peterman to go in his autobiography because he's got no stories to put in his book. So he buys all of Kramer's stories off him, but then Kramer's not allowed to tell them. And Kramer realises that he's got no crack in the pub. So he wants to buy all his stories back. So it brought to mind very much uh, that thing while Matt was telling me my own story about <laughs> the Kit Kat rapper on the number 10 bus. Uh, we'll make some... Uh, I'm pleased I got that out. It's been bugging me for about three weeks, that. So I'm pleased uh, we've got that. We'll make some picks, Baz, because people um, have got money to spend. We've, we picked some winners this week, so it's burning a hole. Um, after I've told you first about the Daytona 500 contest, um, start your engines... NASCAR is back. Check out the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Rod Villa-Gomez and Cody Zeeb have got you covered for all things NASCAR and racing. It's a great podcast. And honestly, there's a lot of shows on this network. Um, these boys are fucking incredible. Like The picks are absolutely nailed on. I've never watched NASCAR, but I tell you what, if you have a little dabble on the picks, uh, you'll be showing some profit when the weekend's finished. Uh, so from the truck racing to the cup, IndyCar to F1, this show gives you the drivers to watch and the most profitable picks for the weekend of racing. Enter their free Daytona 500 contest for a chance to win a $100 SGP and gift card and $100 cash. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Daytona. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Daytona. And Underdog Fantasy, great way to play alongside your favourite players all season long. NBA, NHL and college basketball. Pick high roller with your favourite players. Fantasy stats and cash in. Win 100x with some spicy plays. Watch along, make your picks and maybe make a little cash on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. Yeah, use the promo code PLGP, Premier League Gambling Podcast. Uh, Underdog, double your first deposit up to $100. Underdog Fantasy, promo code PLGP. Okay. Um, Callum has joined us in the chat. Carl, how are you doing? Uh, Courtney gets the Seinfeld reference. Thanks, Courtney. You've got my back tonight. She likes the hat and the chat. Um, Saturday lunchtime, 17th of February. Don't know why I said that. Um, 12.30 kickoff, 7.30 Eastern time. is Brentford against Liverpool. Brentford are the 9-2. Home dogs. The draw is Burlington Birdie, 130 plus 3.33. Liverpool are four to six minus one fifty. Um, yeah, I'll just start this one. Um, Brentford 
made their way back up to 14th with that win at Wolves last week. And they're kind of just doing enough to stay out of the shit. Um, and I tell you what, Ivan Tony's made a real difference coming back. No one really knew um, whether it was going to take him two or three months. He's he's hit the ground running. He's scored goals. And he's clearly a very, very good player. And he's he's going to be the difference. Like, if they stay up, he is absolutely going to be the difference. Um, clearly a bit of a tit. I'm not sure I'm a big fan of his behaviour. But um, if you're good, you can kind of get away with it. Like, um, the clean sheet at Wolves for Brentford was uncharacteristic because um, they conceded three in the last couple of games against Manchester City and Tottenham. And I think that's a decent comparison here for Liverpool. Um, before that Wolves game, the match totals in Brentford games were 5-5-5, five, 4-5. Five, five, five. So plenty of goals around. Liverpool uh, flying, kind of. one five of six, but obviously the fly in the ointment is that 3-1 defeated Arsenal where they really just didn't turn up at all. They were poor. They were the second-best team. And again, match totals, 4-4-5-4-6. So that's 10 games between these two teams in the last 11 uh, that have gone over three and a half. I think Brentford can get at least a goal. Liverpool normally are good to give a goal away. Ivan Tony's in great form. Um, Over three and a half is the new over two and a half, Baz. Um, It fits all the... Fits all the profiles. I'll take over three and a half goals at five to four plus one twenty-five. Yeah, so as you mentioned, Brentford did pick up an uncharacteristic clean sheet. Uh, their first clean sheet in fourteen games with a two 0 over Wolves. But I, I, I certainly don't see them picking up two in a row here. Prior to that, they'd been leaking goals for fun. They'd conceded at least two goals in each of the last six league games, and conceded three or more goals in four of those six as well. City, Spurs. Wolves and even Palace hit them for at least three goals recently. So I don't think that bodes well for them here with Liverpool creating 25 or more chances in the last three three of the last four games. The Arsenal game was the only one where they struggled to create as much. They're hitting 10 shots on goal quite regularly. That's been without Salah. Salah should be back. He's now back in full training after injury. Uh, he's likely to feature at some point, whether that's off the bench or not. Um, it doesn't matter, but it's, it's still a boost for them either way. I mentioned before, as I say, Brentford have conceded three or more in four of the last six games. But Liverpool have also scored three or more in four of their last six games. So similar on the opposite side of it. So I'm like you, I think there'll be goals. I think Liverpool will get at least three of them. And it's a good plus money price. Liverpool to score three or more here is six to four plus 150. So that's where I've gone. Brentford, Liverpool, Liverpool team total over two and a half at six to four. Uh, I did put down here, I don't mind the over three and a half either, because Liverpool aren't keeping many clean sheets themselves. They haven't got any in the last five games. Um, you know, Burnley managed to goal. And as you see, Ivan Tony coming back has hit the ground running. So the over three and a half, I like as well at over six, uh, at six to five, as you mentioned. But uh, the pick for me is Liverpool team total. Liverpool team total, yeah. I mean, Callum Saini fancies Brentford to get a goal. Um, yeah, the... You're talking. You're looking at total Liverpool three-one possibly. I definitely think Brentford are good for a goal. And I've just put up on the screen there. Michael's um, giving us the Brentford corner stats for the last five home games: eight, six, eight, seven, seven. Um, so the line here is at three and a half. Um, so the, we've got a lot of potential there from three and a half uh, up to eight. Um, one of those games against Manchester City as well. So a relatively decent comparison game. So uh, love that, Michael. Uh, Brentford corners, definite angling. The three o'clock games on Saturday start with Burnley against Arsenal. Burnley are 
uh, 17 to 2 plus 850. The draw 17 to 4 plus 425. And Arsenal are 3 to 1 on minus 300, Barry. So for me, it's pretty much the exact same handicap as the Liverpool game. Um, you're looking at the better team being away from home. Team who's scoring goals. Arsenal won four in a row now and scored 16 goals in the last four games. Uh, Burnley have got recent comparison games here against Liverpool. Scored three past Burnley. City put three past them. Villa put three past them. So teams at the top end of the table have all been able to put multiple goals past Burnley. So I think very much like that, uh, the, the first game, I just think Arsenal will do this and they'll do it comfortably enough. And I'm going right back to the exact same bet. I'm taking a team total again with Arsenal to score three or more. It's six to five. Um, so a team total, Arsenal over 2.5 goals. It's six to five plus 120. I've got that up at five to four bars. If you want another 20th of a point, you can have it. Um, I've got two bets picked out here. So I'll give out the other one because one of them was um, Arsenal team total over two and a half. I mean, Burnley predictably lost 3-1 at Liverpool. And Arsenal backed up that win against Liverpool with an unbelievable performance at West Ham. Um, I said, I, I think I was a little bit unkind to them at the weekend because I didn't put them out as an eye-catcher. And on hindsight, when you mentioned them, I thought, I'd probably 6-0 away from home. Probably does catch the eyes slightly. So any Arsenal fans, I'll give you your credit tonight. I'm absolutely full of confidence Arsenal be. If Arsenal do wobble, though, it's away from home. They've only won 7 out of 12. Um, but Burnley nine home defeats out of 12 there's only one outcome here so I looked at the, the two bets I wanted were Arsenal on the handicap which was evens um, or the Arsenal team total which was 5-4 to four. Um, it's just possible Arsenal might win 2-0 and I don't want to get stung if Arsenal hold them at arm's length for the 2-0 win um, I'll take that quarter of a point off so I'll take Arsenal on the handicap bars although I will also co-sign um, your team total of plus two and a half at five to four. I have just been brought a cup of tea, Baz, which is a nice touch from number one daughter. Um, everyone's daughter's getting on the action uh, tonight. Thanks, B. Um, Lee um, concurs Arsenal on the handicap. Um, I'm guessing, are you going to that game, Lee? Burnley, Burnley Arsenal. Um, zero confidence in Burnley. Um, Lee's got and Michael gives us the Declan Rice shot on target at six to four. Uh, Declan Rice did the bizzle last week for us. Uh, Fulham against Aston Villa is the next three o'clock game. Fulham are uh, on the drift. They were well, not much actually. Fifteen to eight plus one eighty-seven. The draw is eleven to four plus two seventy-five. Villa are six to five plus one twenty. Um. Yeah, this was tricky, I think. Fulham are 12th in the table. They're now unbeaten in three. Um, two draws and a win against Bournemouth. Not very many patterns in the overs, unders or um, BTTS. And they've won seven of 12 at home. So at Craven Cottage is where they do their best work, Fulham. like. And Fulham are just all over the place, Villa. Um, lost... The just the little red, yellow, green form lines lost one, lost drawn one, lost drawn one. So, what we've got three L's, three W's, and two D's in there. Um, so the last two wins were against the bottom two teams, were against Sheffield United and Burnley. So, they've got away with them. 
but they're not beating the other teams around them. I actually thought they played well against Man United last week. This is the 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 head scratching thing because I thought they were unlucky losers in that game. Um, the XG was two point four six to one point eight eight, but so there has been plenty of goals around. I can't see the team keeping a clean sheet, but um, so both teams to score with over two and a half. Um, it's five to six minus one twenty. Somebody's going to win this two one. So I don't know who it is, but I don't care because I'll take the BTTS with over two and a half at five to six minus one twenty. That was perfectly timed there. I put myself on mute again whilst little child came back in with the Ben and Jerry's. Thankfully, not completely empty and rustling what around. Flavor, is it put it back. I've no idea. Could be no, anything. We'll find out. Cookie dough or something like that, probably. Um, Anyway, she's buggered off again. Um, same as you, Malcolm. I don't know who's going to win it either. Um, I wrote exactly the same as you. It's trickier because Fulham are just such a streaky team. They'll they'll string a couple of wins together and you'll think they're going to hit a bit of a run and then they'll go four or five without a win. And then you think you've got to fade them. They'll go and pick up another couple of wins. They're just all over the place. So you have to work out whereabouts on the curve Fulham or uh, after the win against Bournemouth at the weekend. But then Villa are out of form as well. Just one win in six in all competitions. The only teams they've beaten since Christmas in the league are Sheffield United and Burnley. So hard to back Villa at the moment in their current form. But I've looked at goals as well. They have hit the over two and a half in four in a row. Fulham games have went over in their last couple. But the over two and a half on its own is a bit short. So Fulham, no clean sheet in eight. Villa have got two clean sheets in the last eight. And that was against Sheffield United and Everton. So exactly like you, I'm tagging on the both teams to score onto the over two and a half. Uh, exactly the same pick. Fulham v Villa, both to score and over 2.5 at four to five for me, Martin. Crazy. Clarity of thinking. Uh, gone into uh, Monday night show and tonight show. We've been on the same page an awful lot. Um, three o'clock kickoff. A game I will not be going to, Barry, because I am playing... The role of big-hearted Arthur this week. Geordie uh, is coming up for the weekend to clear out his dead auntie's house. Um, and his two kids want to go to the match. So I said his two kids could go to the match. I think you shame me with the dead auntie thing. Um, his two kids go to the match with mine and Bob's tickets because they don't get a chance to come up more than maybe once a season. So I have donated my tickets to uh, Billy and Archie. So there you go. I'll be missing this one. I'll get the dodgy stick fired up. Uh, Newcastle take on Bournemouth. Newcastle are oh, five to six, minus one twenty. The draw is sixteen to five, uh, plus three twenty. And Bournemouth are three to one. Um, oh, drifted a little bit. Bournemouth were fourteen to five. They've drifted. Newcastle were four to five. They've drifted, and the draws drifted. So I don't know what's going on there. Uh, Bas, but take us through Newcastle and Bournemouth. Yeah, I mean, that was a lovely good deed you've done, Malcolm. I thought it was going to be better than that, though. I thought you were oh. going to say you've donated the two tickets and you've offered to go help Geordie clear out the auntie's house. Oh, but you've off. just offered the tickets and you're going to sit and watch the game on the TV anyway. I thought you were going to be a proper saviour there, but it uh, turns out not. I should have known, really. Um, oh, no. <laughs> Newcastle games in the, in the Premier League. Six in a row, both teams to score. And all six of those games went over three and a half goals. Uh, and for me, I just can't get away from that because we don't look like keeping a clean sheet at all at these days. Luton scored four against us. Forrest got two. Uh, they could have had more. 
and Bournemouth have got a more potent attack than than either of Luton or Forest. I'd say Newcastle might win it. I think they're an all right price, five to six at home. But I just think at the moment the safer player has to be in the goals market. So again, it was a, quite a brief handicap of this one because Bournemouth games have seen both teams to score in four of the last five. And three of the last five for Bournemouth have also seen that over three and a half goals as well. So there's enough goals in their games. But six in a row Newcastle games, over three and a half goals. Just got to keep riding that. Over three and a half goals, Newcastle v Bournemouth, six to five is my pick. Yeah, I mean, there is goals absolutely everywhere. Newcastle have scored 10 in the last three. And they've scored 14 in the last five. Um Bournemouth had that little fun run, but it really has fizzled out a little bit. It's actually no winning five now. Um, and in a way, defeated Fulham isn't great, even though their XG uh, was OK. But they've conceded 12 in five as well. Um, occasionally, you just have to write off the odd game. It's just a bit of a mad one. The 4-4 draw by Luton um, could put you off a little bit. I think maybe the, the reason Newcastle have drifted might be the injury to Callum Wilson. Um, another weird injury in the in the long list Newcastle have had. He's done something to his pectoral. I don't know how he's done that running about. Um, so it looks like we don't have a striker maybe this weekend. But Wilson and Isaac were missing against Luton and we scored four times. Um, if you'd, again, three months ago, if you'd said what price will Newcastle be to open to Bournemouth, would have been two to five or something. Absolutely wild. So um, Newcastle are considerably better than Bournemouth. Um, Newcastle are in better form. Bournemouth are dropping off a little bit. I did this against Luton two weeks ago and regretted it. But um, I mean, in fact, Newcastle were about one to two against Luton. Um, I had to give out Newcastle on the handicap. I don't see what the difference is here, really. Um, so, yeah, Newcastle at five to six, minus 120. At five o'clock on Saturday, everyone will be thinking, why didn't we just pick Newcastle um, at five to six? So that's exactly what we're going to do. Uh, next up. Oh. Is Hall of Fame bets help everyone win bigger by betting smarter this NBA season? Uh, with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines, research NBA and soccer bets with historical stats and data. Put your parlays into Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer, and you'll get hit rates broken down by leg, you'll get expected probabilities, you'll have your players sorted by hit rate, all that sort of stuff. So stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Another three o'clock. Yeah, we've got a night. One, two, three, four, five, three o'clock games on Saturday. Um, Nottingham Forest take on West Ham United. Uh, Forest are 11 to 8, plus 137. The draw is 12 to 5 plus 240. West Ham are 15 to 8 plus 187. Um, I've been waiting for a good chance to fade West Ham, and eventually I've got one. Um the I'm not in on West Ham at all. That might have sounded weird when I backed them last week at six to one to beat Arsenal and got what I deserved. I should have faded the minus four and a half goals or whatever it was. Um Forrest did okay against Newcastle. And I think they're always capable at home. A one year's back, um, and Gala played well. Ilanga, sorry, uh, played well on the right hand side. They've got some goals in them. They could easily have won that game. They were they scored two. They were good for maybe three or four. 
then like I say, West Ham, I've said they're going on the slide. They're going to finish 14th. Um, I'm not really sure how they ended up where they are. I don't think they know how they ended up where they are. And the fans certainly don't know how they ended up where they are. Um, so this is the perfect... When I faded them at Christmas, and I said, I'm going to be out, this is the kind of game I wanted. Um, so, yeah, I've got given myself no choice but to take Nottingham Forest at 11-8 to 8 plus 137, Bas. Yeah, I mean, West Ham's form is nuts when you look at it. As I said a while ago, I don't know how they suddenly just appeared in sixth place in the league. Because, I mean, you look at the last few weeks and it's been awful. And then you see that little patch where they beat Man United and Arsenal two weeks in a row. They went and beat Man United 2-0 and Arsenal 2-0. And then they're without a win since. And, and they've just lost to the same two teams, 3-0 to Man United and 6-0 to Arsenal. As I say, it wasn't that long ago they were beating the two of them. Um, just all over the place. Come back them. Um, Forrest under Nuno have now seen two wins, two draws, two defeats. Um, but they've not failed to score in any of the six games. And they've scored two or more in four of the six under Nuno. So I think goals for Forrest was was the way in for me. It's particularly West Ham in such terrible form and Forrest at home where they've scored two or more in three of their last four home games. The only game they didn't score two goals in was the one against Arsenal. Um, I'm going to take Forrest to score two or more here. So a team total bet again. Forrest v West Ham. Forrest over um, Forrest over 1.5 goals on the team total at 6-5 plus 120. Nice. Uh, Callum is doing that very British thing of whinging about the Super Bowl in the chat. Yeah, uh, says he watched it because we talked him into it. You're right, Callum. It was a bit shit, and just in the terms of the defenses were on top. So there wasn't. If you were an absolute purist, if you were a aficionado, you might have enjoyed some of it. But if you're just dropping in once a year, um, it wasn't a great example of the genre. Um, However, our picks were mainly all right, so I mean, you can't have it both ways. Like, um, so next up is uh, the final three o'clock game. Uh, it's Tottenham Hotspur against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, Tottenham are four to seven, minus one seventy-five. The draw is seven to two, plus three fifty. Wolves are fifteen to four, plus three seventy-five. Bas. Yeah. So the first thing that stands out with Spurs games is, is the goals. The last seven games for Spurs have been over two and a half goals and both teams to score. But going further back than that, that's hitting 14 of the last 15 games, um, over 2.5 and both to score. So they're also on a five-game unbeaten run at the moment. And at home, it's a five-game win streak now. Wolves, on the other hand, are all over the place again. They've beaten Chelsea twice recently. They've comfortably beat Everton. They had a comfortable win versus Brentford. Then they went and lost 2-0 to Brentford last week. They managed to lose 3-0 away to West Ham, not all that long ago as well. So it's just really hard to know what to make. And Wolves, they're just at that point where, where they are all over and hard to predict from one week to the next. We know Cunha's out injured for a while, just as he'd started to hit a bit of form. So that'll be a bit of a miss for them. Wolves might be competitive here, but I think, I think it'll be a Spurs win with them on great form at home. As I say, five wins in a row. They're getting players back now. Son's back from the Asian Cup. Uh, you know, Madison's back fit. They're getting back to full strength now. It was a tough one to, to find a pick because Spurs on their own are, are, are a bit too short. So I've had to go to the Asian handicap here to get Spurs. I think Spurs will win and they'll definitely win by at least one. But I'm taking them to win, hopefully, by, by more. It's a minus one Asian handicap. So we'll push if Spurs win by one. 
But it's at 10 to 11. It's close enough to even money. Um, so it wasn't my favourite game of the week, but Spurs v Wolves. Spurs minus one on the Asian handicap at 10 to 11. So we'll cash that if they win by two and we'll get a money back if they win by one. Um, well, I've just changed my pick on the fly, Baz, kind of. I was all the same thought process as you, looking at me the same markets, um, but I have found one I'm a little bit happier with because um, where I started was both teams to score with over two and a half. Well, that's short. Uh, that's three to four, minus 133. So I actually just tagged an extra goal on both teams to score with over three and a half. But I've managed to find a, a, a pick that I'm happier with. Um, Tottenham do score plenty of goals. Like you say, over two and a half, seven in a row. Five of those went over three and a half. Um, the Wolves had a bad result against Brentford. Did you say Cunha was missing a bit bad? Yeah, I think he's picked up a bad injury. He could be out for several weeks. Okay, so bad result being Brentford, and then a couple of mad ones before that. Um, 4 2 and 4 3 against Chelsea and Man United. So they're not involved to get in, they're not afraid to get involved in a shootout, Wolves. So I do think they can contribute, but I do think Spurs will win, uh, especially you've just taken the best player out of Wolves as well. So I think Tottenham to win with over two goals. Um, is I'm, I'm a lot happier with that than the both teams to score on over three and a half. So it's a little bit shorter, but it's nearly even money. Uh, Tottenham to win with over two goals. That just gives us a 3-0 in case Wolves have it thrown another shot like they did last weekend when they lost 2-0. Um, that's 19-20, to 20 minus 105. We move on to Saturday tea time, uh, 5.30 kickoff, 12.30 Eastern time, which is Manchester City taking on Chelsea. Man City are 1-3, to three, minus 300. The draw is... Nine to two plus four fifty. Chelsea out at seven to one. I didn't even look at the numbers here, Baz. I didn't look at the stats or out like that. I just feel like Chelsea are gonna bash them up. I watched Chelsea in the first half the other night in the West Side. They were really shite. They scored in fact they were shite all the way through. They scored two goals at ten o'clock when we were sitting here just starting recording. Um City kind of huffed and puffed a little bit against Copenhagen, just kept them at arm's length. I mean, they won 3-1. They actually gifted Copenhagen their goal as well. Um, so it's just worth making a pick. But Chelsea aren't cut out for this kind of game either. Like Certain teams are going to be equipped to take on Man City. Chelsea aren't because they've got no intention of defending or trying or running around. Um, so they're going to, they won't get anywhere near City yet. Um, I've got four picks written down, Baz. I might as well just stick a pin in one of these. City on the handicap is even money. I love City minus two and a half. Uh, City minus two and a half. Baz is 23 to 10 plus 230. Uh, City goes over two and a half is 11 to 10. Over three and a half is 11 to four. Um, take your pick. I've got, so you've got two ladders there. You've either got City on the Asian handicap or you've got the City goals ladder. Um, I'm not bothered. Take your pick. City going to Beat them up about five now. I'm sure you started your handicap there by saying Chelsea are going to beat them up. Um, I was a bit yeah. concerned about where you were going. All right. Um, oh, you, Christ. Yeah. Oh. But uh, anyway, I'm pleased you City restored all that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's getting a bit boring, my handicap in the City games, because I do want City on my side most weeks, but there are only so many ways you can play it, and you've just named pretty much all of them. 
Chelsea are another side who are all yeah. over the place. They did manage a 4-4 earlier in the season against City at Stamford Bridge. Uh, that was a bit nuts. But recently, they were well beaten by Liverpool, well beaten by Wolves. They played well in a win against Villa uh, and then scraped the late one at Palace. They're just impossible to trust Chelsea at the moment and I, and I can't do so here, even at 7-1. to one. Um, As you know, we do like the underdog from time to time. We're not afraid to to pick a big price if we think they can nick it, but I just don't see any value in that at all, even even at a very big price. So it left me with two options. You had four, I had two. It was City to win by two or more, or City to score three or more. They've won each of the last four games by two goals, and they're scoring three or more often enough. I think it's six of the last nine they've scored three goals in. So the handicap was about 10 to 11. I think you had it at evens. But the three or more goals were slightly higher, 11 to 10. So I'm just taking the higher price. I've gone for the City team total over 2.5 at 11 to 10. So Man City v Chelsea, City to score three or more at 11 to 10 plus 110. Um, what's good about our listeners, Baz, is you'll you'll get, often get a couple of different uh, ways of handicapping the games with very shrewd, a lot of science going in. Uh, Michael Roberts has thrown out the... Uh, Giving us some stats that Gusto, Malo Gusto, was booked for in his last 10. Uh, Going to have a rough game against Duck who in four. He's 11-4 to four to get booked. Um, also giving us Gallagher, 6-4. to four. And then again, Callum Schultz with uh, a lot of thought and signs into his handicap, which is Chelsea are getting bummed. So there you go. I mean, everyone's welcome to their own opinion, you know. Uh, but the listeners coming here with the good stuff. Um, I fully agree with you, Callum. Chelsea are getting bummed. Um, we move across to Sunday, 2 o'clock, um, 9 a.m. Eastern time. Kick-off, Sheffield United take on Brighton and Hove Albion. Sheffield United 4-1. to The draw is 3-1. to And Brighton are 4-6, to minus 150, Bas. Yeah, so Sheffield United got an unlikely win at the weekend versus Luton. And I think it was unlikely mainly due to the form of Luton coming into that one. But their overall form doesn't give them much hope, does it? They'll they'll pick up the odd win like they did at the weekend, but I just don't think I think those wins will be few and far between, and I don't think it'll be enough to keep them up. Brighton have only won two of the last six Premier League games, but I, I do think they should win this one. But eight to thirteen is a short price for them on the road, and I I obviously struggle to want to get involved in Sheffield United. I mean, the two wins for Brighton were four one against Palace and four two. Versus Spurs. Both of them were at home, though. Um, away from home, they haven't won in six league games now, Brighton. And that's a concern. And certainly if you're looking at them at odds on 8-13, to 13, even against possibly the worst side in the league, 8-13 to is a short price for a team who haven't won in six games on the road um, in the league. I should add, they do have an away win in the FA Cup. Uh, and that was against Sheffield United, as it happens. And a comfortable 5-2 win in the end. So you've got to count that in. Brighton might win this and they might win it well like they did in the Cup game or like Villa did away there the other week where, where they went and beat them 5-0. Um, but I just struggle with, with Brighton away from home in that sort of form. So, again, I've had to go for goals here. Uh, six in a row for Sheffield United. They've gone over three and a half goals. Um, the recent head-to-head between the two sides saw seven goals. So I'm going to take the over three and a half here at 11-8. to eight. Sheffield United versus Brighton over three and a half goals at eleven to eight plus one three seven. Yeah, um, the two teams. I don't want to back Sheffield United. Um, they've won two out of twelve at home. Um, 
So four to one against the top half side in Brighton. Um, the last home game, a similar comparison against Villa. Villa Brighton, similar levels. I mean, it was a no, absolute no contest. By the same token, I don't want to back Brighton at four to six. They've won three out of twelve on the road, Barry. It's not a good enough record. Um, so taking them at four to six doesn't appeal at all. I had to throw a little bit of guesswork in here, Baz. I really couldn't work anything out. So I came down to first half goals, Baz. You know what Brighton are like? Could be absolutely anything like. Um, this could easily be 1 1 at half time, or Brighton could be a couple up. So I'm going to say over one and a half first half goals is a price of five to four plus 125. Uh, next Sunday afternoon is Luton Town against Manchester United. 4 30 kickoff, 11 30 Eastern time. Luton Town are three to one. What a wild price that is. Um, the draw is three to one, and Manchester United are four to five. Uh, minus 125. So really, um, the prices just instantly scream Man United, Baz. Like, again, if you prices up the start of the season, well, what, would Luton have been 9-1, 8-1, something mad like that? Um, just on the name value. So Manchester United are winning without looking great against West Ham and Villa, but they do look dangerous going forward. And the, those two teams that they've just beat are better than Luton Town. Um, Luton have been competitive. We say that every week. The loss against Sheffield United was a bit of a shocker last week. So they will make a nuisance of things. But you know, man, you were going to win this game, Baz. Um, we love fading them. We laugh our little willies off when they get beat. However, you get them at 4-5 to five to win against Luton Town. And it's an absolute no-brainer, Baz. Um yeah, the, Luton will be plucky losers in this. We know they will. Everyone will say, oh, I'll tell you what, Luton were unlucky. Man United scraped past 2-1 with a goal 10 minutes from the end. Man United definitely win. 4-5, minus 125. Definitely we need to get those Spider-Man pyjamas on, Malcolm. Um, it's becoming a regular thing, you you taking Man United. But I did write very much the same words. I've put Man United are a good price here. And I've also said at the start of the season... If we'd seen a price like this, we'd have been all over it. I'm still not quite ready to back Man United yet. Um, well, well, I will at some point. I will break that resolution, but I wasn't. I wasn't quite there. And that's not to say I don't think they'll win. I've just went somewhere else. I mean, earlier in the season, we'd made a big thing about how tough Luton would be at home, and it's actually gone the other way. They're unbeaten in six away from home now, and the home form's more patchy. Three defeats, two wins, and a draw in their last six at home. And the Sheffield United defeat was the most most recent one. That that was with Luton at home as well. So uh, I think the, the the home away thing doesn't really come into it with the Luton anymore, where we were expecting it to be more of a, a, a skewed towards their home form. On the positive side for them, they had been on a six-game unbeaten streak in all competitions before that Sheffield United game. So it isn't all doom and gloom. And they have scored in all six of their last six games there. And five of the last six games have been both teams to score as well. And five of the six were over two and a half. So there's been plenty of goals. And Luton will score more often than not. Um, I know Man United have been on a bit of a streak themselves. They're six unbeaten and four wins in a row. They've scored two or more goals in each of the last six games. The over two and a half hitting regularly for Man United games as well. That's hitting five straight games. So they are a good price. But I'm just not quite ready to back Man United away from home because they won the last two games away from home, but they needed very late winners for both of them. 
against Aston Villa and Wolves. Wolves. Two very late winners in those games. Um, they didn't look particularly good in either of the games. And before that, they'd not won away in the league for four straight games. So they have won two of the last six, but needed very late game goals to get it. And that's why I wasn't quite willing to take them. But I, I do agree with you. They're, they're a good price. You know, you match the two teams up on paper, then four to five Man United looks generous. But I, I'm sticking with the goals trends here. Both teams to score and over has got good form for both teams. As I said, for Luton, they're scoring regular enough. With both teams to score in the over two and a half coming in all the time. I'm just going to tag those two together again. So for me, Luton v Man United, both teams to score and over two and a half goals is five to six, minus 120. I'll take Man United. Honestly, I'll happily lose my money like if they, uh, for them to get beat. Absolutely happily lose my money. But I feel like I've got to give out a winning pick uh, and that is Man United. Last game on Monday night, this is not one for the faint-hearted. Um, I already feel sorry for the ball. Eight o'clock on Monday is Everton taking on Crystal Palace. Everton are seven to ten minus one forty-two. The doors thirteen to five plus two sixty. Palace seventeen to four plus four twenty-five. Baz, what an absolute minger this one is! Save the best till last, eh? Um, horrible. It is horrible. Yeah, Michael Roberts might want to tune out now for the next five minutes. Um, I know Palace aren't very good. But 7-10 for Everton here just looks nuts to me. They've not won a yeah. game in the Premier League in seven. That was prior to Christmas. They haven't won since the 16th of December in the league. The only game they have won is an FA Cup game, which ironically was against Palace. But that was a 1-0 win in a Cup game. And it just doesn't give me enough confidence to think they're worth backing at, at, at an odds-on price. I can't have Everton at that price. Now, Palace form isn't much better. They have two wins in 13 league games. But they did come fairly recently. They've actually won two of the last five. They've only blanked once in nine games. That was against Arsenal. So in eight of the last nine games, Palace have managed to at least score. And I just think if they can get a goal here, it might just be enough. Everton have failed to score in four of the last five Premier League games now. So 1-0 could nick it for Palace easy enough. I just can't have Everton at 7-10. to They're too short. They might win, but they won't have my money on them. The two poor teams in poor form at the minute. But one of them just looks a bit more likely to be able to nick a goal. And, and for me, that's Palace. Because they do score regular, where, whereas Everton are struggling with that at the moment. They're 17-4. And it's just enough for me to take a punt on them. It's a big price in in what I think is, is a closer match. So I'm taking Palace to beat Everton at 17-4. Um. My handicap's pretty much identical, Baz. Uh, Michael's saying that Dakure and Anana, who are big players for Everton because they just bolster that midfield when really they haven't got much else going for them. So it's uh, sort of keep it solid and hope they can nick it. Um, so I didn't want either side. Um, I'm going to come back to Palace again in a little while. Um, but you can't take Everton at the price. You'd be a madman. Uh I've got a bit of a system play, though, Baz. So, we know that's an overs league, Barry. Um, the over two and a half is plus money. So, at any point now, if I see an over two and a half in this league of plus money, I'm going to take it. And every time I've done it in the last few weeks, it's worked. And um, Whenever you get these two, a couple of these dog shit teams playing each other, and the price here is 15 to 13 plus 115. It's happened to Palace um, 
Sheffield United a couple of weeks ago. Finished 3-2. The game was 2-1 after seven minutes or whatever the hell it was. Um, so I don't want either side, but any over two and a half at plus money in this league, um, I've just got to take it, Baz. It's a system play. Um, it's got nothing to do with either side. I'm just taking it. Uh, so I'll take the over two and a half at 15 to 13 plus 115. Um, Baz, we have done it. Um, all 10 matches handicapped. Fancy stuff to come. Uh, would you like to lead us off or would you like to follow me? I'm going to follow you so you can get your Man United love in again. Go on, off you go. I know exactly where you're going. I, I, I knew where you were going for your scorer pick before you even knew it yourself. Off you go. Go on then, what's my scorer pick? Rasmus Well, Hoyland. in fact, you do know because I've fucking put it in the chat, you bozo. But I knew... I, I looked did at you? it myself, to be honest. I, I I did consider the same pick. And then I looked at the price and I thought it was a bit too short. And I thought Malcolm will go for that anyway. Because I knew you were back in Man United in this one tonight. Um, so, yeah, yeah. You, can, you can lead off, Malcolm. Well, so, while we were talking about Manchester United, Courtney put in the chat that she thought Rasmus Hoyland would get a goal. Pat backed her up. He likes a bit of Rasmus Hoyland, uh, Hoyland each way. And he is going to be my goal scorer. Um, Luton have conceded seven in the last two games, and Hoyland scored five in a row. Uh, so he's fifteen to four to score first and last, and five to four to score any time. My underdog is going to be Crystal Palace, Baz, because I didn't have anyone else to choose from for a start. No other underdogs. Um, so even though I didn't take them outright, they say I've, I went for the over two and a half in the game. Um, so I've, yeah. I've, Really forced myself into taking Palace, but I'm pleased that you gave them out as your pick as well because I absolutely think they're live. This could just be a absolutely manky 1 0, 82nd minute header from a corner, uh, from somebody. And for my actor, really boring old school money line chalk play, Baz Manchester City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Manchester United, pays four to one, Barry. Four winners, dead simple, not pissing about. <laughs> yeah, my underdog is, is also Palace. For similar reasons, I haven't got any other big underdogs in their card that I fancy um, at a price. So, again, purely on the prices, I'll put Palace up as my underdog of the week at 17-4. My scorer this week is um, actually to score against Liverpool. It's Ivan Tony, who we've also mentioned and, and the difference he's made. He's 2-1 to one for an anytime goal. And 13 to 2, first or last. And the big prices for someone on set pieces, they're on pens. You take all the free kicks around the box. You're scoring three off three of the four games since returning. And I don't think it matters who you're playing. If you're on all those set pieces, you've got a chance. And Liverpool don't necessarily keep many clean sheets anyway. So Ivan Tony for a score at two to one anytime. 13 to 2, first and last. I like my uh, accumulator this week is a team totals. And I've gone for five teams this week. I've pushed it a little bit, but I have gone fairly safe with the first few selections. So I've got Liverpool, Arsenal, Spurs, Newcastle and Brighton. All to score two or more goals. Comes in at 13 to 2 plus 6.50. So that's a team total over at one and a half goals for Liverpool, Arsenal, Spurs, Newcastle and Brighton at six and a half to one. And of course, Malcolm, I'm going to put it out again. It's an overs league, Malcolm. We've got to keep riding this. Over one and a half goals in every game, five to one this week. We got it at four to one last week and it landed. So we're in profit, so you've got to keep taking it. And over two and a half goals in every game, 
115 to 1 this week. We're going to hit one. Before now and the end of the season, we'll hit an over two and a half, tenfold on this Premier League. Um, whether it's this week, I don't know. That that Everton Palace game gives me concerns. Well, uh, I was just going to say that you know, we get the uh, we get the Monday night sweat again, Baz, because that could easily. Well, we, we talked about well, it last we week. We didn't last easily week. Easily going nine for nine, uh, and we could be sitting here live waiting for a last minute uh, a last minute header from Jordan Ayew to get us the hundred and fifteen to one winner. So I should say, I, I mean. You know, on your behalf, you haven't put a one-one of the week out for quite some time. I should also apologise because this week I've got no ladder, and I did look, but I'm not just going to put a ladder out for the sake of a ladder. Um, I know Michael's put up the Bournemouth corners in the Newcastle game. Bournemouth are flying for corners at the moment. I pointed it out last week against Fulham. They went and got 13. I took match corners in that one. We got 14 altogether, and I did look at it in the Newcastle game, and I don't know what it was about the Newcastle game. I just didn't like. I didn't like the ladder. I'd put Bournemouth off firmly on my radar for that. But I'd, yeah, you can't just put it out for the sake of it. Callum is saying I need to put out another bookings bet again. Um, yeah, if I get a chance popular. before the weekend, we'll, we'll maybe put one out on Twitter or, or Telegram or something before the weekend. Because I do like the, the cards bets. If you, you don't have to hit them very often if you're sticking to trouble. So we will, we will look at getting more of that fancy stuff out again, Callum. Smashing. Uh, well done, Baz. Uh, I feel confident. It's a... Uh... It's always much easier handicapping a card when you've got some winners in the bank like we did this week on the Champions League in the AFL. So, brilliant stuff. Um, anything else you would like to tell us about Barry before we let the people carry on with their lives? Nothing more from me. Nothing more from you, champion. Well, thank you, everybody. The chat was buzzing again. It was loads of fun. Um, every time I was talking, I could just see Barry giggling away as he was scrolling up and down the chat. Poor Uncle Roy got some stick in the last five minutes. Uh, so, yeah, Callum Coisty, Pat, Courtney Lee, Michael, who else was in? Uh, oh, let's have a look. Might have been. Oh, there was more people up the top, wasn't there? Anyway, thanks, everybody uh, who joined in. It was tons of fun, as per usual. Uh, Zach in Captain Insano and Lloyd, oh, that's what I was missing. Um I'm going to spend the next seven minutes of Valentine's Day with Kelly LeBrock. Uh, so we'll look forward to that. Then I'll have a cup of tea and go to bed. Um, back on Sunday night, as per usual, Baz, we think. Yeah. Yeah, there'll be more Champions League next week. And we are now European football experts. So look forward to that. Um, have a good weekend, everyone. Good luck with your bets. We will see you down the road. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>